Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, and I'm joined by the loser of lockdown. Don't worry, no matter where your own personal stories and journeys are at, you're always going to be doing better than him because he's the jam brony in the bad way. It's Luke Warm, Luke Owen. Why am I a loser of lockdown? Hello, everyone, and a hello to you. Uh, hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Why am I a loser of lockdown? We're arch foes. Oh, I see. We're mortal right. enemies. I, I see, right. I thought I had done something in particular that made you suggest that I was the loser of lockdown. Oh, I mean, I mean, not mate, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, speaking of mates, you and I mm-hmm. used to say a lot in the past that we would go and drink some kegs and kick some heads and then we'd have a bit of a brawl and put Pat, Pat Buck through a table and then be like, oh, yeah. let's go have a pint, eh? Um, it started every Thursday night. Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't stop us. And then on a Friday morning, oh, 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 just carry on with the kegs, mate, and kicking heads. But these these bunch of lads, these proper lads, uh, are actually going to be the topic to discuss first off. Because, yeah, is Seamus turning heel? Or is it Keith Lee that is the one who is turning heel? Here is the show. But first, we're going to start with this Seamus, Drew McIntyre, busting heads, drinking kegs, hitting Pat Buck, the producer, storyline, and how it's gone from one of my favourite bits, like favourite slow-building character relationships over a couple of weeks early on there. And then they've just, all that subtlety, they've gone the route of tell-don't-show tell don't show so now everybody the commentators people they're feuding with keith lee who's supposedly a mate backstage they're all saying to seamus you're 
you're going to turn on Drew, even though Sheamus really hasn't done anything bad yet. Which makes well, that's me think, it, isn't it? Which makes me think they're not the ones turning. Keith Lee well, I honestly had not considered this whatsoever until you mentioned it in your review, but I think you might be onto something because... At this point now, like we all figured, yeah, Seamus is turning heel, right? Like Seamus will turn heel. You do a program with them. But because now everyone just keeps talking about it, you can't turn him at this point, can you? Because it would just be like, well, yeah. I mean, it won't be like a shocking heel turn. It would just be a, I mean, yeah, yeah, he turned heel. And of course he was going to turn heel. You've spent the better part of three months telling <laughs> us he's going to turn heel. Yeah, I d it's you lose all that surprise that way and usually wwe love the swerve even to the detriment of good storytelling you know if there's, slam. if there's a logical storyline playing out in front of you and it's you know sometimes i usually think marvel characters are going to win at the end of their solo movie especially when they've already announced doctor strange 2 is in production i know that's going to happen it's predictable that Doctor Strange will survive and defeat Dormammu. Mm -hmm. Defeat Dormammu. Did you defeat watch this Dormammu. over the weekend or something? Defeat Dormammu. Now I'm playing Marvel Alliance 3 and I'm, I'm in that level right now. Oh, I see. Um, but, <laughs> but like the, making something predictable isn't bad, but WWE have got it into their heads that it is. So that's where we get these swerves from out of nowhere for the sake of going, huh, you didn't guess it right. We had something else up our sleeves that we decided an hour before this show started. Yeah. And like, I'm really enjoying the Drew Seamus partnership. Mm. Like, I think it was, this was my least favorite episode of it because that Ms. TV segment was so horrendously awful. And it's, I'm, I'm totally done with the Miz, by the way. And I was done with him before this episode had even started, but I'm really done with the Miz now. Um, so that was really awful. But I really liked, you know, the, the match that they had. Seamus accidentally bro-kicking uh, Drew in the face to, to kind of finish off the match. Didn't really make me excited for Drew AJ at TLC, but I'm enjoying this Drew Seamus storyline. Didn't mind it. So then I really enjoyed them just beating each other up backstage with the locker room all around them going like, yeah, 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 punching me, like, kick him again, do this, do that. And then Pat Bucks separates them. And they're like, who's this guy? Pick him up, throw him through a table. And then they just look at it like, oh, oh, let's go have a pint. And then they sort of like go off yucking it up. This is what brothers do. Brothers fight. Yeah. And we, we've been told, well, th this is the thing. I think we've been three weeks before Survivor Series, where they obviously had very different plans for what Drew was going to do. We know this is a reported fact, folks. He's not meant to be the WWE champion right now, but he did that sort of, that they were impressed with his work with Roman Reigns. So they switched the title from Randy onto Drew on the Raw before Survivor Series. But before then, they were building this nice story where Sheamus and Drew would talk backstage. It was Sheamus who gave the sword to McIntyre and the kilt and stuff for, for that special entrance. And that, you know, I, I, I was starting to believe in that. And I was like, keep this going. Keep this going at this pace. Add a bit more to it. Give them a few tag match wins and stuff. Drew didn't have the title at this point. So he could easily, like, come away from this main event scene. Not main event scene, but, you know, WWE title mm -hmm. picture. As soon as Survivor Series is over, though, 
WWE have decided to script everything where everyone is saying, hey, wait a second, Seamus. Has, has, has Seamus done anything besides being completely 100% supportive of Drew to give anyone this idea? History has, uh, Seamus has history of turning on partners, being a heel, being a knob. Like, when was the last time Seamus was a babyface? Like, a proper blue-eyed babyface. It's been years since Seamus was, like, a proper babyface. So I think that's why people like Keith Lee are walking up to him and being like, hey, the, the boys and I have been talking backstage. A couple of the fellas in the locker room have had some thoughts about you. We know you're going to turn on Drew McIntyre and beat him up. And it's making me feel bad for Seamus because Seamus yeah. is trying to, he's just trying to hang out with his mate and everyone keeps going up to him and being like, God, you're a knob. Are you, you're a total knob <laughs> and I can't wait for you to reveal what a knob you are to Drew. Yeah, so um, like you said, Seamus accidentally broke kicks Drew. Total accident. Obviously an accident. I think Drew himself even knew it was an accident because he did this like <laughs> sad puppy dog stare for ages at Seamus after the match. Then they have the fight backstage, but yeah, they make up after Pat Buck. So it's going so much in that way, which is why these Keith Lee segments feel really, they just feel like they don't fit. And that could totally be because they don't. And WWE just aren't very good at telling stories. Or it could be actually some sowing of seeds that Keith Lee is trying to deflect any potential heel turn plans by, by putting that onto Sheamus when really it's him. Yeah, or you, I was going to say, you tell us, it's less, yeah, it, it's essentially like he believes that Seamus is going to turn so much that he turns on Drew in order to prove a point. Ooh, and like, like that, that, that is that is how you you do the, the Keith Lee heel turn. As you quite rightly pointed out at the start of this, he's been on the main roster for three months now. It's about time we turned him heel because this original plan that they had hasn't worked. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I would prefer Keith Lee to just be booked well as a baby face. But really at this point, I'm not going to be excited for a heel turn. I'm going to be excited that Keith Lee actually has a storyline and something to do. And you'd expect mm -hmm. a heel turn would be on Drew. Or may maybe it will just spin off with a feud of against Sheamus. Uh, but I would like to see Lee versus McIntyre. I think that would be mm. very good for him. And it makes sense compared to how he initially debuted in that Randy Orton Drew feud where Keith Lee was supposedly McIntyre's best mate from also the time in the UK. Well, Evolve, I think, we've got, well, they were putting it over as, like, you know, because they were in Evolve at the same time, and, you, yeah, like, you know, the, 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 the British circuit at the same time. And they, they own a lot of that footage. So, like, when they do the Keith-Drew uh, program, there's a lot that you can draw from. And I do think there is a nugget of a good story that can be told in here mm. uh, of Keith Lee being so convinced that Seamus is going to turn on heel when it's actually him that turns in the end. And that also works as really nice for Seamus. Mm. as like a really nice babyface moment for Seamus to prove that he's not just this knob that is just like, you know, faking this friendship with Drew McIntyre. It, it is a long-standing friendship. And they own, you know, they've got a lot of that footage they can use there as well to tell this really, really nice story to lead to, I don't know, like a Rumble program or something. Like you move past AJ at TLC into Rumble. But this is something you can easily build towards Mania. Like slowly, like sow these seeds, maybe even build it to a triple threat. You do Drew, Sheamus, and Keith Lee at WrestleMania. 
like with the which one is going to be the one that turns mm. i'd love that i'd love that i don't have any faith that they'll do that uh but let's see well, what it's, I, be, I, it's, be, it's because uh goldberg's gonna come back and they'll uh, they'll just put goldberg in there instead we booked in all the matches <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. See what you guys think in the Ultra Chats, of course. Get your Ultra Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We will read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Matthew Makovsky, who actually used their tweet in today's news. Hi, Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, lads. I have to mention Keith Lee first, but have some thoughts about something else. I feel like Keith Lee will face Drew at Mania at Rumble. They can do Sheamus, which after last night injects straight into my veins. 
So Sheamus at Rumble, Keith at Mania. Yeah, that, I mean, that also works. You could then have, a, you know, if you don't want to do the, the triple threat of Mania, you could have them almost combust inside the chamber. So Drew, Sheamus, and Keith Lee are all inside the chamber. There's something you can uh, maybe play around that. Maybe Keith Lee is the one that, uh, try this again, Keith Lee is the one that wins the Rumble, uh, wins the actual Rumble match itself. So I, I think there is a lot to be done here. And this can elevate Keith Lee back into that title picture, which he has been missing from. Like he's been, you know, noticeably absent from since he debuted like he debuted in that picture and then just dramatically fell out of it after be after beating randy orton no less he's got nothing to do but they no. obviously really I, I know it doesn't feel like it but they the company obviously has a lot of stock in him they did the 24 special i know Liv morgan and lana have got one but his his one felt quite substantial hey we, lana is the most pushed female star on the raw women's roster yeah. like come on now uh, he got the winning pin at Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. Like the, I feel like yeah. the company are like, we like Keith Lee. We, he is a future star, but that they are not urgently prioritizing him. So, mm. I don't know. I, have we ever seen Keith Lee as a heel? I've, I've seen him wrestle heel pre-WWE, but it was never like, he was more of a cool monster. I don't really yeah. know what a Keith Lee heel would look like in WWE. But that's probably how I would still do it. Like, you don't really make him just be, hello, I'm now a baddie. Mm. It is just, I'm now a cool monster heel. Yeah, I'd love that. Mike Jensen, hello, gents. I'd be okay with a Lee heel turn as long as he is booked strong. They can always turn him back when fans are back if they cheer him. Mike Jensen, I think that could be, that sentence there could be about anything. Just like, hello, gentlemen, I'd be okay with Lana being a top star in the women's division if she was booked well. Like, it was like, insert topic here if it was booked well. I think that's it, isn't it? Like, maybe sometimes people get excited about heel turns or babyface turns or returns in general and debuts and stuff because the, you, you think this might be the start of some actual push from WWE. Mm -hmm. It's not so much all this, because I'm not excited about this from a character perspective or a storytelling perspective. It's more just give Keith Lee something to do. That's it. Yeah. Like we haven't had, we haven't been able to enjoy Keith on the main roster yet mm. because, and, and, and that you're absolutely right. So because like we haven't been given anything, our all, uh, we always go to this well of just like, well, you might as well just turn him heel then. Turn him heel. At least it's a storyline. The AEW women's division. Hey, do you know what? At least it's a storyline. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. Most of Raw was meh for me, but I do like the new League of Nations. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> fight, fight them pint is a code and cool to have on Raw. Is that what they were calling themselves? <laughs> fight them? Well, I think they were like fight, and then at the end of it, they were like, right, let's go and have a pint. Like, that, those were the words that they said. So I guess that's what they like. Because that was the thing. Like, Drew always knew it was an accident. And Seamus, you know, knew it was an accident. So Drew brawling with him backstage wasn't because like, oh, you kicked me in the face. It's just because, well, this is what we always do. We always have a little scrap with each other because those are the sort of people we are. I don't know about you. I never say pint. I say, get me a keg of Guinness, <laughs> please. Uh, I always say, can you get me a head uh, yeah. of, of Guinness that I'm going to uh, kick off? I was worked by the freaking TV the other day. Have you seen the Guinness Clear adverts? No. So it's, Guinness it's a, Clear? Really, really smart. It's, a, it's an advertising campaign to discourage drunk driving around Christmas. And they've done mm. this by saying, look, we brought out a new drink. It's Guinness Clear. And I'm looking at the screen and it's just this, this glass of completely clear liquid. I'm like, 
what the hell the hell have they done that? Because I was half <laughs> watching the screen. And I'm, I'm searching online being like, what is this thing? Does it taste like Guinness? It's water. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. clever. I like yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, back to Bacon Rasher. Also, Bray to Fiend, quick change in 7.43 seconds I timed. Not bad. Good luck, Mr. Davis, on Quizzlemania tomorrow. Uh, that will be next Wednesday, Wednesday it the is, 16th. Yeah. Jam that flan, everyone. Hashtag JTF. I mean, but it wasn't a quick change for him, was it? Because it was a camera cut. Like, that was just... Like, they they, they stopped filming, and then Bray won and got into costume, and then they just resumed filming, and then edited that in after the fact. How did they do that in front of the Thunderdome? Oh, well, that's that's magic, isn't it? That, like, you know, that's why WWE are the, are the biggest wrestling company in the world. Enna Madden didn't catch Raw this week. Did Angel Garza try to seduce us with these big, lustful, piercing, dreamy eyes of his? No, they didn't. That's definitely been dropped. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and well, Mark, it did get over in two weeks. What else are you going to do? Marquise Edwards for now. Uh, we've all noticed the Fiend turns superstars back into the gimmick they're supposed to be. What more could they do with Orton since he's al already gone back to the legend killer? Hopefully not a face turn. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't always buy this whole Bray thing. Did happen with the Fiend, did it? It didn't happen with Goldberg, did it? <laughs> I don't know what you do with Randy. I just think make Randy more psychotic. Make him, yeah. he hears more voices in his head. I mean, I, I, perhaps I'm giving away my, my predictions for next week, but I think Randy's winning at TLC. Oh, no. But what's the point of the Fiend beating him? Like, what's the point? You may um, as well extend this. one of the best characters in WWE. Right. But you can extend this story out. So having Randy beat him, particularly if The Fiend has a weakness now and Randy's exploiting that weakness, what was the point of having Randy find this weakness and then Bray just beats him anyway? Because otherwise it's a, it's a more boring match. <laughs> it's going to be an incredibly dull match if Fiend's just no-selling Randy Orton offense. Oh, like Garvin stomps, just, oh. just constantly moving around and fiend no selling them whatsoever. Just no selling rest holds. Yeah, just no selling those. Oh, deep. It's got that really locked in that headlock. I, I, I meant, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if we they ditched the fiend no selling, and he just is like a normal. Now he's now he's a baby face. That's a hard baby face to book. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that when we talk about the main event segment, because uh, just before the raw play-by-play -play review we're going to do now, of course, get in all of your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Bit of housekeeping. We've got some fun parts, fun known stuff happening tomorrow. We're all hailing from there on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we've got the fan quizzle mania thing that's going on on patreon so that's adam blombier and andy datson they do a a, a quizzle mania for fans only so go over to patreon mm -hmm. parts of unknown's patreon sign up for that it's a, it's a lot of fun and on parts of unknown as a christmas special at 5 p.m gmt we are going to attempt a live episode of calling spots yeah we haven't i mean the people the powers that be think that they've got it working whether or not it works is a different matter so tune in for the carnage if nothing else yeah. this episode of raw 
It started off with a 10 bell salute for Pat Patterson. Like usually, I'm like, baby faces and heels standing together. Nuh-uh. But I think this is okay, this one. I didn't find mm. this ruining the business. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon was out there. Triple H was out there. Yeah, it was, it was nice, man. I think actually the, the tributes that they've done to, to Pat over the mm. last week or so have been really, really lovely. Really, really nice. Zero complaints. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the main, the, sorry, the opening segment was Randy Orton coming out uh, saying he's no normal man. He's not afraid of the fiend. Let him in. And we got Bray Wyatt turning up on the Firefly Funhouse. He had a really fun little uh, game called Let's Get Randy. <laughs> and it was just a, a sort of game show where you could win the crucifix or the rotting carcass of the friendship frog. Crucifix, okay. Not a crucifix. It's not a crucifix. They don't do religious symbols in WWE. That's not a crucifix. It's a crucifix. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, it was Bray fun. It was gurning. Doing all these like muscle man poses with the items. Yeah, it was it was good fun. And you know what? Randy's absolutely right. He is no normal man. He did this promo in his pants. <laughs> but ultimately, Randy calls out Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt for a match tonight. And Bray Love accepted. That. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is a very good way to build a pay-per-view event. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it also because like, I mean, and it, they very clearly defined here, Bray is the baby face now because they piped in cheers for Bray and booze for Randy. So they he is officially now a baby face on this roster. And that I think that it's really smart because this is Randy being a smart heel as well as Bray being a smart baby face in that he's just like, well, look, I know you're the same person. So I'm I'm just going to beat it out of you, mm. and like I'm I'm going to show that I am not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you in a wacky sweater. I'm not afraid of you in a wacky mask. I'm just going to beat you up. I'm the psycho here, not you. I think this is, is a, it's really interesting for Morton, and it's really interesting for Bray as well. And it's it's something that they've not really done. Like they didn't do like the Bray match for Miz that led into a Fiend match. They just did the Bray match. Yes. Yeah, I thought I think it's a. I think it's a really smart way of going. And it really goes against a lot of wrestling logic historically. You know, you you do not give away the singles match two weeks before the pay-per-view. Uh, and, and you know, they, they've got around that by making them different characters. But how do you think Alexa Bliss factors in, into all of this? Because she wasn't oh, on I- the show at all. No, she wasn't. But I think she will be a part of next week's angle to really hammer home this, that she is the uh, the, the chink in the Fiend's armor so that Randy can win at TLC. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> After that, we got Asuka versus Shayna Baszler, a match I would be very much looking forward to in the summer when WWE cared about the Raw Women's Division. But this was just a backdrop to what was going on with Nia Jax and Lana on the outside. They've all got a tag match for TLC, you see. And yeah, yeah, Shayna got pinned again, thanks to a mm-hmm. distraction, because Lana hit a Hurricane Rana, a Hurricane Lana on Nia Jax. Ah, I mean, it's, I mean, of course they're having this tag match at TLC. It'll be the, the third time they've had that match in four weeks. Like, so of course they're going to do that. And, you know, Asuka and Lana have beaten them three weeks in a row now. And Shayna Baszler has been the one to take the pin in all three weeks. 
um it sucks for everyone involved really really is not good stuff it's it's really lazy storytelling and a really lazy booking and it sucks for Asuka. i'm a broken record at this point she's just keeping the belt warm until charlotte yeah. gets back yeah i think I, I actually think everyone in this i really like i think they're very talented obviously in in Asuka's case but they're just being used in the wrong ways mm -hmm. like these four people if Lana's a manager, she's an excellent manager. Nia Jax just has a natural unlikability that, that actually she's probably been the best used out of all of this. Like mm -hmm. this really is to make her look like a star. Shayna Baszler's just eating pins. She should be a killer running through the women's division. And Asuka should be the unstoppable force on the other side of that, defending her championship against her. Um, there was a good line here. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler cut a promo in gorilla position before they came out. And Shayna says, I'm going to twist Asuka so much, her front will be on her back. And Nia said, yeah, put her boobs on her back. <laughs> so when they talk about, I thought they were talking about Lana. Um, I, I, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. The line really made me laugh because it was such rubbish, like heel yuck nerve. And she's like, yeah. Her boobs will be on her back, <laughs> and it was Naya. That's per that's yeah, exactly what Naya should be doing. Um, but the storyline's bollocks, and I want it to stop. But it won't yep. stop. It's got two weeks left at least. Oh God! I just saw what's up next. I forgot oh yeah. This happened. Oh yeah. Slapjack and Reckoning took on Ricochet and Dana Brooke. Ricochet and Dana Brooke are backstage. They got interviewed, uh, saying how they're going to team up to take on Retribution. And I was like. I genuinely don't know what way this is going to go. Who do WWE care least about here? Ricochet <laughs> and Dana Brooke or Retribution? But the answer is Retribution, is it? Because Dana's in a tag team with Mandy. So like, once Mandy's getting back, they're getting the big push again. Well, yeah, and, and you were right, because this match went about a minute and Dana Brooke mm. just pinned Reckoning, Mia Yim, a brilliant wrestler, <laughs> just relegated oh, yeah. to nothing here. In about a minute, yeah. And Ali screamed at both of them and walked off again. Yeah. Do you remember like there was that AEW tag match a few weeks back where it was Pac and Phoenix versus Butcher and the Blade? Mm. We were like, man, they started at 11 and like they never sort of slowed down from 11. Well, this match started at 11 and it had to because it was only going a minute and they wanted to get all of their spots in. <laughs> so like this match, these lads, uh, all of them went a thousand miles a minute because they were like, well, we've got to do something. We haven't got much time. And yet, and then Dana Brooke just wins. And do you know what the, the positive about this was? Is the Reckoning's mask stayed on this time, so she didn't look silly. So this is the second week in a row where Reckoning has picked up a loss for Retribution and Ali has shouted at her and stormed off. I don't think there's any plan here. I no, just think, not. no, I just think they're like, well, just do this for this week. We'll figure yeah. it out next week. Of course, there's no plan here. Just four weeks ago, Reckoning was saying she was going to go after Asuka. And now she's eaten two pins in a, in a row. She's had two matches on Raw and she's eaten the pin in both of them. There's mm. zero plan here. Well, th by that logic, though, she'll be getting a, the, the next title shot at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think everyone needs to get away from this group, but Reckoning more than most right now. And then she. Did you see Mia um... Yim fighting for the title? Did you see uh, Dijak's tweet over the weekend? Um, the one to Tony about... Khan? 
No, oh no, I didn't see the one to Tony Khan. It was the one when uh, Gargano sort of revealed like the uh, you know the, the ghost face things, and he was just like, oh, I did wonder where all of our other retribution mates went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's fun. It's fun that they have to resort to being witty on Twitter. Dude, I was told time and time again, that's the characters on TV. You're just not seeing it because you're not paying enough close attention to Twitter. Bollocks, mate. It's just they're, they're having a laugh at their own crap gimmick. Then Keith Lee warned Seamus about stabbing Drew in the back backstage. Again, Seamus has done nothing to imply he will stab Drew in the back. In fact, he's been nothing but nice and gave an implement that he could use to stab Drew in the back to Drew. He no longer has a sword to do the stabbing. Uh, Rue? What if you, what if you, uh, you could turn, sorry, you could turn Seamus in all of this in that, and he could say like, like Keith Lee made me do it, but I wasn't going to turn, but you kept saying I was going to turn. So I did it. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an option. Um, Rue was born from Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins last of Monday eve, Monday morning? Yeah, Monday, it was Monday night? night for us, so it was like, yeah. But anyway, excellent news. Really, really lovely. Congratulations. That is wonderful, wonderful news. Although could have held off to the 25th. <laughs> that Messiah gimmick. Yeah. You're exposing the business, baby Rue! <laughs> I saw a couple of tweets of uh, photos of Vince McMahon just saying, when are you coming back to work, pal? <laughs> to Seth. <laughs> I think it's probably to either of them. Tim to Becky, Becky, look, the women's division is dying on its ass here. We need you back, mate. I, I left you, Asuka. Yeah. What <laughs> of Asuka now. <laughs> uh, after that, we got the Miz TV segment oh, that we've already spoken man. about. It was, they, they all did Scottish accents with AJ Styles. Seamus and Drew came out to beat him up. This was good for one moment. Drew gets Miz's Money in the Bank briefcase. He's in the ring and he lobs it the entire length of the entrance ramp. It hits the top of the stage, bounces off into one of the LED panels in the Titantron and breaks it. Yeah, it was impressive, man. It was, was really, crazy. really good. Yeah, yeah. That's that like caper tossing. Like that's where it's all the skills that he's got from from doing all of that. It was really really good. I completely froze there. You did indeed. I really crapped myself because I thought it was oh. me, but it was just on. And you froze in such a menacing manner. Of like, eh. uh, yeah. So that that was cool. They replayed it a few times in the night. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. That was a genuinely awesome thing that happened impromptu. Yes. However, this segment was horrible. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Miss and Morrison are the dirt worst, man. It's not the dirt sheet. They're the dirt worst. We got uh, Kofi Kingston taking on Shelton Benjamin after this. I thought Benj I was looking forward to a bit of a longer match here. But Kingston dispatched Benjamin relatively quickly with the trouble in paradise. And really, it seems like they're pushing this idea of Cedric Alexander being very hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, uh, because, like, so Kofi beats Shelton, uh, but he, like, tweaks his knee during the match. And then afterwards was like, hey, look, you may have beaten him, but you're not going to beat me. So I'm going to challenge you to a match now. I beat your, I beat your mate last week. Um, and then, yeah, they, they, he pins uh, Kofi with the, the lumbar check. Really, really good stuff between these two. 
And then on commentary, they put over that her business should be in line for a tag title shot. And I was like, yeah, I know. I saw that three weeks ago, and, you know, and and four weeks ago and five weeks ago. Like it is there's the problem when you have no tag teams. You've only got like it's just the same teams having matches against each other. Could have had Drew and Sheamus going against the New Day. Yeah, could have been. Busting heads, drinking kegs. Drinking pints. Pints and fights. Uh, but yeah, this is good. It's nice that they're giving something to Cedric. Mm. And I really like it, yeah. What I liked more was that last week, MVP and Shelton Benjamin were like, look at this guy getting ahead of himself, thinking he's bigger than us. And I was like, I do not want any dissension between my factions right now. Oh my God, can no one stay together? But then this week, everything seemed totally fine. And MVP and Benjamin were on on Cedric's side. So yeah, that's good. I like this. This is some, some long-term storytelling, perhaps. Uh, we got the Pat Patterson tribute video package, which is just lovely. Uh, he started, I read this on Reddit. Someone pointed it out. You know he was very close to Vince because Vince has forked out for the rights to my way. Mm -hmm. which was Pat's favorite song, would sing it all the time at karaoke. There's a clip of him in the segment singing the karaoke. Uh, I was thinking about this when I watched the video package. At MediaCon two years ago, Pat Patterson was there. And on the first night, because it went Friday and Saturday, on the first night, I just got to Manchester and it was me, my lady partner and Laurie. And Kenny, Inside the Ropes Kenny, texts me, being like, Pat wants to go out tonight. Like, he wants to go for dinner. Would you like to come? And I freaked out because I was like, Any who else is going to be there? And I was just like, oh, just Kenny, Pat, and the whoever brought Pat over. And I was like, oh, God. And I, I freaked out. I couldn't. I, that sounded like a very uncomfortable, like, not uncomfortable for that, those reasons. Just like, I was too scared. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and I'm like what the hell was I thinking I know but well because I because I got up to Manchester late uh that day because my wife had um well I, I had to stay at my wife's hospital for a, for a brief uh, period of time so I was late up to get into Manchester but I remember I met you your partner and Laurie in Pizza Express and you told me that story and my first reaction was like why didn't you go like mm. why didn't you go and, and have some drink? and from what I gathered because I was talking to Kenny about this the following day they had a great night yeah like, they had a a really really great night like molly spartan like she had a brilliant time hanging out with and i think jen was there as well like she was just like oh it was amazing it's like we had we had the best night just a force of nature going into every karaoke bar and then he would sing my way and then leave <laughs> the next karaoke bar. yeah it's, i'm such an idiot it's uh no sadder words of tongue and pen than these four words what could have been so yeah do stuff do stuff when it when it's presented to you. Don't chicken out, because I'll never get that opportunity again. Uh, tribute to the troops in Thunderdome. I, I'm impressed they went ahead with it. Dude, it Seems looked like a really good. fun show. Yeah. It looked like a really, really fun show, actually. Um, that Hardy lad is probably the most American singer I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I thought this last week. They said, like, oh, Hardy's going to be there. And I was like, I've never heard of him. But crikey, he's American. Like, he's proper american and he, he played his song here again for this video package and yet boy howdy that lad is american he bleeds red white and bloody blue that's what you want for tribute to the troops exactly smart choice i think yeah look like a fun show yeah 
uh, Drew Mac. This this is when we got the Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Miz Morrison and AJ Styles handicap match where Sheamus accidentally broke kick Drew. I, I wasn't into this match at all. Really. Do, and do you know why? Do you know why? Because these two, Drew and Miz, have had matches. They've had five matches in seven weeks. Six, if you include tribute to the troops. This goes back to October of Drew beating Miz. So look, I, I, I went back through cage match to write this down. October 26th, Drew beat Miz. November 2nd, Drew beat Miz and Morrison. November 9th, Drew beat Miz and Morrison with the New Day. November 30th, Drew and Sheamus beat Miz and Morrison. And then tonight, Miz and Morrison finally beat Drew and Sheamus. But really, it was AJ that got the pin. And Drew beat Miz at tribute to the troops. Like, it is... It's the same thing. It's it's bloody Groundhog Day with these lads just having matches over and over again. The worst thing about this is when Miz do, if Miz does cash in and wins the title, we're just how could I possibly care about Drew going for the uh, for the belt again? So I'm like, well, he's just going to win. I've seen him beat Miz a thousand times on Sunday. So why should I care about him going back for the belt again? That's the trick, Luke. Because when you cash in the Money in the Bank shots, boom, everything's reset. You're the champ. You've got the belt now. It's all good. Oh, so rubbish. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I just, AJ Styles, I should be really excited for AJ versus Drew on pay-per-view, but they're, they're playing it. First of all, that feud is a joke storyline where AJ's constantly with the big guy and, you know, doing little baby-like things. Like, it's this little, little soccer mum baby. The baby community. <laughs> um, and that, so that isn't even the focus. Like, I would say that the top focus is Drew Sheamus. The next focus is Drew Miz. And then there's this comedy AJ storyline beneath that that's on the pay-per-view. So I think uh, it's it'll be that classic, well, that was a crap build, but a really good match. Yeah, totally. Because they'll have a great match. Mm. Um, I did actually mean to check because they kept saying that it is the first time ever. Did they not have a match in TNA? Did their paths not cross? Sorry, sorry. did their paths not cross when they were in TNA? They might no. not because AJ might have gone over to Japan by that point. I think it already left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of it. Um, so after that, we got Lana. Lana versus Jax was announced for next week. Um, so Asuka gave her a pep talk backstage. Lana said, "I can do this. I can do this." Weirdly, Asuka just walks off as Lana is <laughs> saying this. Lana turns round, and would you believe it? Nia Jax is standing right behind her. And then Lana just walks off. And I'm just like, this is so lazily told. What's yeah. the point? Mm -hmm. What? I just think, oh, okay, we've got to get here. We've got two minutes to fill. Do this. And then, do you want to think about this? Do you want to give this another pass? See if it makes sense? <laughs> no, no, no. no do it on night. Do it live. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Pat Buck spot through the table. Then we got a surprisingly good match. Oh yeah, Hardy and Bobby Lashley. This yeah, was this a is great. This, wasn't it just because like they announced Lashley versus Hardy? And you're like, okay, you know that that should be pretty good. Nice way to build up Lashley to you know get him on TV, get him a win. Doesn't really hurt Jeff in any way. I'm assuming Jeff is fine after last week. Um, but it was also used to like build the Matt Riddle storyline. But like everyone came out of this looking really good. Mm. Jeff looked great because he sort of survived the onslaught of, of Lashley for so long. Riddle looked good because he came yeah. down to stop the MVP interference. And like 
look, Riddle didn't cause Jeff to lose. And Bobby looked great because Bobby always looks great when he's in these sort of like, and it wasn't a dominating performance, but it was dominating because he did win with the, sort of the hurt lock and he tapped him out and he looked very strong in his defeat. So that really builds nicely a Lashley-Riddle program. I, I was a big, big fan of this. I got This got massive thumbs up from me. Yeah, I think it's just MVP segments. Whatever that mm-hmm. guy is involved in is good. So I don't know, yeah. is he also an agent? Is he just saying to guys before they go out, do this instead? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I but it's like this, he is a constant factor in all and this level of quality storytelling across the last few months on Raw. Um, just think I, what he could have done with Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, if given a chance. <laughs> it's crazy to think that who who thought they were clamoring for an MVP return to WWE? Yeah, what was actually just a fun cameo in the Rumble that then led to MVP having a retirement match on Raw, whatever it was. Like, and now he's he's had matches on Raw. He's you know gone for the United States Champion. He was technically the United States Champion at one point this year. He was the self-proclaimed United States Champion, and he's getting this amazing run with the Hurt Business. This has been a great year for MVP. The Eddie Kingston of WWE beautiful that's lovely that's a really really lovely way to put it well done you uh so yeah matt riddle last week for the first time in the last month or since he moved to raw really i was like oh you're a bit annoying today but thankfully this week despite offering so many people bro nuts backstage which were donuts with the word br in front of it instead of a d it, it, he came across really well and when he came down like the the hardy lashley in-ring work was very good by itself unexpectedly i don't know why it would be unexpected i think it's more that they were given time to go and tell a story and it really sucked you in by the end really enjoyed the physicality of the match but matt riddle when after he came down to ringside he was just such an energetic presence at ringside that he really elevated the drama mm. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of this. Really, mm. really enjoyed it. And I, I, I'm kind of really digging a Lashley Riddle program. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, d- I don't know whether you pull the trigger for TLC, but it does feel like the exact kind of United States title match they'll yeah. announce next Thursday. Oh, yeah. I mean, possibly even on Sunday. Like, mm. the, like on the day of the show, they'll be like, oh, and by the way, on the pre-show, it's uh, Lashley versus Riddle. Actually, no, I don't think they'll do that to Lashley. He mm. likes Vince likes Lashley too much, but the main event was also very good. Uh, well, yeah, it was good. It was good. Randy Orton's backstage. Uh, someone knocks on his dressing room door. It's Rambling Rabbit. Uh, that does cut. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. It just sort of same here confuses what is Firefly Funhouse hyper reality with what is real. Yeah, because like the puppets in the background of shots is just Bray being a bit weird. Like he's not like, because this, in order for this to work, that means that Bray was behind the door and doing the voice and and didn't open up the door to attack Bray. Because what they presented was that Rambling Rabbit is real and he knocked on the door and and Randy Orton just interacted with him. Yeah. Yes, that's not the stupidest thing Randy's done in the last (laughs) couple of months, but it's up there. Uh, but the main event, you had about eight minutes left after entrances. 
Bray is Mr. Rogers Bray. I really like the way he presented himself at the start. And I thought, man, if there was a crowd here, it'd be fascinating to see how they took him as a babyface. Because I think everyone's always ready to cheer the fiend slash Mr. Rogers Bray. But he hasn't been booked in that manner. Here, right at the start, they go to the outside. It's by the announcer's table. You know what's coming. It's a Randy Orton match. But Bray reverses the backdrop onto the table, hits it on Orton, which you never mm -hmm. see. And then Bray just runs towards Byron Saxton, who is so good in these scenarios. Byron throws himself, hurls himself over the barricade to get away from Bray. And Bray just puts on the headset and says, Yowie wowie, we'll be right back and throws it to was break. It was really good. I, th I think we may have seen like people do the backdrop to Orton on the table before, okay. but like, I, I felt like this worked so much better than mm. a lot of them did. I felt like Drew did it in every match, but like I thought this one worked really, really nicely because it was like, you know, Bray sort of overpowered him. Like it was the, the fiend strength overpowered you know to, to take out uh, to take out randy but then snap right back into mr rogers runs byron jumping over that barricade like terrified and he just grabs the headset to be like yeah we will we'll be right back i thought it was, it was really cool I, I i very much enjoyed this hmm. i don't know if i enjoyed the finish oh no way i really liked it um yeah okay well so the rest of the match i thought had a saggy middle uh, just because it was Randy working over Bray. And I enjoyed mm. that from the perspective of, okay, so that's this is how WWE will book Bray as a babyface, which unfortunately means you start off strong, you get worked over for a big bit in the middle, and then you have the back and forth. I thought, oh my God, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. It worked for Hogan. Like, <laughs> it worked for it worked for every baby face we've ever had on top of this business. It can work again. I don't want to see Randy Orton picking apart the fiend. <laughs> well, get ready, dude, because TLC is just around the corner. Oh, right. It's please be a cinematic match. It's got to be. I haven't heard any rumors or anything. It could be. Um, but yeah, we get to the finish. And I really, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. So the lights start to turn off and like, chung, chung. And then just before the last, chung, Bray Wyatt is getting up and Randy Orton just hits this Hail Mary RKO, which again puts him over as such a smart wrestler because you want to go, oh, the lights are going off. You hit mm -hmm. the RKO. And because he knows that they're different people, Sorry, sorry, that they're the same person, in his head at least. Yeah, there's. I'm gonna. Okay, now, now I get why you're gonna be angry. <laughs> oh, I'm not angry. So the lights come back on. Randy's pinning what he thinks is Bray, but in those seven seconds, WWE has inserted a pre-taped bit from the day before, or from the day uh, earlier that day, and it's the fiend now underneath him, mandible claw to close the show. I thought that was a really cool reveal. Uh, I liked it a lot. It doesn't make, it gives them a lot of problems mm -hmm. if you look at this as, as what is real and what isn't. Um, but, you know, I've, I gave up caring about that with WWE quite some time ago. And sometimes when something's cool enough, I'll give the logic holes a free pass. And I think this is one of them for me. Well, I mean, we've got to remember, like, WWE's a cartoon, right? It's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a living cartoon. It's a soap opera. 
it is a comic book. And, they, you know, and Bray's very much into his comic books. This is very comic book-esque. And from that, I, I thought, it, and it was a very, very cool visual. And, and you know what, like, you know, I sort of I'm talking myself out of my, like, I don't know what I really thought about the ending. I wasn't, like, blown away by it, but I thought it was it was a very cool visual. But yeah, in this, this cartoony world, totally makes sense. So you did like it? You said you didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know. It was it was pretty good. I've, I've, I've kind of actually talked myself out of why I, I was. I, when I at the end of it, I was like, eh. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, actually, you yeah, know, it was pretty good. Actually, it was pretty cool. It was a cool visual. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, overall, I gave it two out of four, so a poor. Uh, what would you give it? Same here, dude. I thought this episode dragged. Mm. Felt like it went on forever. Really, really boring episode of Raw. Um, I like the Bobby Jeff match, and I like the Fiend Randy stuff. But uh, oh, it was boring. Oh, it was yeah. boring. And like, if I have to see Drew McIntyre have a match with the Miz again, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> so help me, good crikey. Uh, on Twitter, interestingly, usually, like, I feel like Twitter just thinks everything's good. It's <laughs> always good, but this is the least good that stuff's been for a while. It's a bit more weighted towards poor. You've got thirty-five point nine percent there for good, thirty-two point two for poor. Um, but yeah, mid-table. A low mid-table, I would say, mm -hmm. for this episode. Hopefully they've got something good planned for the Go Home show next week for TLC. So let's do our Pledgehammer shout-outs on Patreon before we get to... The, uh, the rest of your Ultra Chats. Remember, get your Ultra Chats in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We will read out every single one of them before the show goes off air. Uh, so thank you, wonderful, amazing Pledgehammers. Where are you? Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Woo. Yes, very nice. Andrew, the last airbender, Mercilano. Yeah. I butchered that a little bit. I started watching Avatar for the first time ever yesterday. How did you find it? It was it was pretty cute. I liked it a lot. <laughs> it was cool. weird having the Nickelodeon bumper run before a show <laughs> I'm watching as an adult. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Woo! Yes. I had that with um, the, the TMNT reboot. You get over it eventually. Uh, the Craftsman, Blake Carpenter. A new one. Good <laughs> heavens. It's Morgan Evans. I like Good that. heavens indeed. Never wrong, Tyler Wright. Thank you, Tyler. The incredible Tarzo. Lovely. <laughs> Holding on to what's golden, Nick Holden. Thank you. Give those cheap pops in the comments, remember. LL Cool J pause. Oh, lovely. I'm seeing these cheap pops popping off. Intense, Frank Campos. Oh, intense. Frank. Michael Plowman, that's his name. That name again is Michael Plowman. Yes. And I'm going to do the voice because it annoys so many people. Jeremy Spoken, clears today. Jeremy Smith. Well, some no. tweets now, people saying, like, you do that singing voice for everyone. I was like, because that's how every singer sounds. Does, uh, does Jeremy Smith like it? Have you asked him? Uh, he, I mean, Jeremy has never said it. If Jeremy messages me and be like, you know what, that's well annoying, then I would stop it. But if Baz123, uh, 4, 5, 10, 12, 11 tells me it's annoying, I'm just going uh, to ignore it.
let's do all your ultra chats. Last call for ultra chats. Get them in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Sadie Lad, Sadie Lady 59. Hello, boys. Loving the fiend Randy Bliss stuff. It's my favorite stuff on Raw. I think we can all agree with that. Love the news this morning, Ollie. Why, thank you. It's Mr. Davis, though. Get my name right. Luke, you look very HD and lovely today. New camera? It is not, although I have always had a HD camera. Well, for the last few months, I've had a HD camera, but I've now got a, a fancy ring light. Um, so it's, it's probably that that's making me look much nicer. You do look nicer. Thanks, mate. Why doesn't mine look so nice? I bought all this equipment. <laughs> <laughs> all Matthew, you needed was this ring light, apparently. Matthew Robinson. So I just took a look at Raw and timed all the playback last week. Five minutes ago, five minutes ago. So I just took a look at Raw and timed all the playback last week. Last week, five minutes ago. Phyllis so what he's was... saying is like, okay, because there's, there's no punctuation. I think that's where you're struggling. What he's saying is, I uh, played uh, last week. So last week there were five minutes ago, you know, like pretty uh, right. yep, yep, moments yep. ago that they put in and they have an average of 25 minutes of TV time every week. So they say they don't have enough time for other superstars. That is I an interesting what, point. And I saw yeah. it. I agree on this episode. There was a lot yeah. of recaps of what oh, happened earlier. Yeah, so much. It felt like every other segment, they were like, here's something that happened earlier. Here's something that happened last week. Here's something that happened two weeks ago. Here's something that happened just a few moments ago. A lot of, lot of that. So what, yeah, I think you're saying is 25 minutes of TV time every week is taken up with that. That's like, because Raw is about two hours, 10 minutes when the adverts are taken out. That's almost a quarter of the show. Uh, Matthew Robinson again. So with that time every week, they could build storylines for someone else. Do you ever see them using the three hours correctly ever? Love what you guys do as always. No, I don't. And they shouldn't use three hours. It should be two hours max. Matthew, they've done so many things to use that third hour correctly. Raw Underground, Raw Dark. You remember that when they turned all the house lights off for a bit? And the 24-7 title was going to be the big belt for it. The cruiserweight hour. There's loads of things to save that third hour. Tyler Woodward. I'm calling it now. Kenta attacked. Oh, wait, this isn't AEW. Sorry, lads. Keith Lee turning heel would be awesome if he beats Mac and Fart at Mania. Raw was mayor because of Naya. You talk about the Corbin midcard vortex, but Naya is a talent black hole. Merry Christmas, lads. Merry Christmas, Tyler. Yeah, I think that you could say that about a few wrestling superstars like management love them so much that everyone around them gets sacrificed to them i think bobby lashley's kind of in the same thing like there's there's i don't think he, he really should be united states champion but they push him to that ex like he beats people so he's so protected all the time mm -hmm. yeah he's really really he's one of their most protected guys that's why he's not been back into that wwe championship picture because mm. they don't want to beat him and Charlotte as well, of course. Mm -hmm. Plot twist Jones. I hope WWE stays consistent. Find Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Doubt it. Yeah, Pat, the, the, the whole Pat Buck Nia thing earlier this year, Nia got Gone. suspended. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they did this a lot with it. Like, oh, well, you were an attacked official. Braun got a, uh, BF Adam Pearson got suspended. Yeah. Maybe that's how Braun comes back and gets the title shot. It's going to be, but I was suspended. <laughs> Uh, Charles Berg, uh, Matt Riddle is using bro for everything. Challenge accepted. Bromasa Champa, Brotus Brozovic, um, Dijabrovic, Braun <laughs> Broman. 
Broman Reigns, Johnny Gargan, bro, Broken Hardy, professional wrestling, Luke Broen, Broly Davis, so many more. I like that I you just, just you couldn't think of any more, so you just write and so many more, etc. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't used professional wrestling or bro wrestler. That's really yeah. good. Matthew Robinson, uh, which war games match did you enjoy more this weekend? Thought the women's would be the best, but uh, mm-hmm. forgot how much they made me hate Pat McAfee, so it won me over to enjoy that match more. Io Shirai in a trash can off the top of the cage was amazing. Dude, for me, it was the men's match because the women's match made no sense. I hated that women's match, <laughs> and it's not because of the work that the women did. That was amazing, but the booking of that made them all look like complete twats, and Beth Phoenix commentary did them no favors by being like, oh, look, their heels have got the advantage. I'm like, the Baby faces have the advantage. How do you book a war games match where the baby faces go in with the advantage and then don't win? It was Never horrendous. Works. No, works. I agree though. Men's match was really good. Uh, the women's match was just good spots. Out yeah. Of isolation. Yeah. Sam Cropper, uh, if you woke up one day and you were the owner of WWE, what would be the first three changes you would make? Raw two hours. Yeah. Raw two hours. Absolute first one. Um, uh, Push. Ditch the, oh, I was gonna say ditch the brand splits. Oh, would you? Yeah, yeah, ditch it. Like because I, I, having two world champions, I think just does you no favors. I think you need to have a world champion. I would, I would make Raw and SmackDown distinct. I would do, I would do the opposite. Raw and SmackDown would be distinct brands with their own creative team, and I would put, you know people in charge of them proper people with long-term visions so long essentially long-term uh long-term booking and then i would stop the deal with saudi arabia oh that's a great one yeah i was gonna say the tag team division but yeah you're right that's a much better answer um carol says hello carol here's a bit of trivia for you we know that wwe is moving to the tropicana field this week as someone who lived nine blocks from the thing it's actually named it was actually named the thunderdome in 1993 because of the tampa bay lightning hockey team tampa bay girl get rowdy that is a fun bit of uh, trivia for a second then i thought you were going to say that uh vaping is dangerous as your fun fact trivia for the week Mm. Yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> um, the I bet it's the tobacco company. So <laughs> the, the, the tobacco lobbyists. It's big tobacco. <laughs> just be like, hey guys, can you say that vaping's rubbish? People should start smoking again. Um, smoking's cool. Yeah, you'll you'll start to see it backstage. <laughs> All the wrestlers, <laughs> Seamus and Drew, will be puffing a pipe. <laughs> uh, I'll hot tag to you. Jonathan Vizcara, a bit late, but did that AEW episode last Tuesday also rubbed off on most YouTube Twitch wrestling shows uh, last Thursday, I bet. And in terms of viewership, yes, there was a, a sizable bump. Yeah, me, me and Denise were talking about... Yeah, me and Denise were talking about this on the Friday show that, yeah, they those third, like everyone was so interested to hear what, you know, I, I it was the most I've listened to a lot of wrestling podcasters to fight for going in Raw, um, Denise on, on Figure Four and everything. So, like, I think it, people were just sort of looking for like t- hot takes uh, on that thing. Yeah, you're right. That's just dip right back down again. Yeah. Scott Young, Ollie, what are your thoughts on Christmas? I love it. Also, did you let Sean Ross Sapp use your footage? First off, it was my footage. And uh, I, I, Sean, you know, he he made the call that he thought it was okay to use that footage. And do you know what? I think it's fine. I, I, I have no issue with them using that footage. Oh, what is it? So on Fightful's post-Raw show, he did a um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song. 
for Denise. And like he sang it, and he like changed the words to you're a mean one, Miss Denise. And he'd used um, footage from me and Denise's show on, we did on Friday where Denise was getting a promo on Christmas and the, her waking up at 2 PM when I tried to call her to book her for Survivor mm -hmm. Series. Um, and then afterwards, Denise was like, hey, I gave that footage to Wrestle Talk. How dare you steal that footage? Sean <laughs> <laughs> said, I mean, they steal, steal all my news stories. I think I'm okay with this one. We report on it. <laughs> uh, oh. Is it me? Oh, Matthew Mikowski, back again. I uh, just saw the <laughs> news. Thank you. No, it's me. It was, it was you. Matthew I thought it was. Mikowski, back again. Just saw the news. Thank you so much, Mr. Davis, for using my comment on Twitter. That made my day better than how it has been going. Going through some personal things right now. To add on to Keith Lee, I think he would beat Drew at Mania, become champion. That's very mm. optimistic of you. I'm sorry to hear you're going through some stuff as well. Uh, mm. Matt Noble, only fans, Quizzlemania, Adam and his pants, sing me up. Not <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sing me up. <laughs> Bacon Rasher. Apologies, lads, thinking Quizzlemania was tomorrow. Next week is great for me as I finish work for Christmas next Tuesday. I will be Lucky. getting my beer 52 out of the fridge. Fight and pint is basically sort differences with mates if needed, but finishes mates or with a beer. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Finishing up for next Tuesday. I'm also glad the Quizzlemania is next week. If it was tomorrow, I've May not be able to do it because I'm like, oh, that's I forgot it was tomorrow. But no, next week is grand. But we do have Calling Spots live special tomorrow. Yeah, we do. For that. And of course, there's a fan quizzle mania on Parts of Unknown's Patreon tomorrow as well. So head over there for that. Zachary T. Robinson, afternoon, gents. I watched the Wrestle Talk 29 Christmas Secret Santa video last night. Well done. And was crying laughing throughout. Any chances of a Zoom version this year? I'm all Luke. Use the same quiz questions again. P.S. I mean, Zach, have a big one this Christmas. I mean, Zach, if I did, you've spoiled the game now, haven't you, mate? You've told one of the contestants that's what I was going to do. But no, I'm not going to do that gimmick this year. Uh, but we are going to have a, um, a Christmas special uh, out on December 25th. It will be our fourth annual WrestleTalk Christmas special. And it's a bit, a bit different this year. It is over Zoom, but we are going to be drinking. We are going to be merry. We're going to play some drinking games. Uh, we are opening presents. We're going to, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun and merriment. They've got some Christmas messages. That's what I was going to say, actually. If you do want to send in a Christmas message for us, uh, please send it to support at wrestletalk.com. Video is preferable because we can then play you uh, your Christmas messages that you have for everyone uh, on the Christmas special. Please do get in touch. And finally here, Charles Berg again. Don't doubt me, Luke. <laughs> Kenny Bromager, Hulk Brogan. That's good. The Big Bro. <laughs> That's my favorite. The Big Val Broski. E Brolution. I have a lot in my pocket, son. I never brown in it in. I never brown it in. Okay, good God, Charles Berg. <laughs> Mr. Davis, you've got your rankings for uh, you know, who has won lockdown. I've got them up in front of me, yeah. Just a, qu uh, a quick reminder, uh, who is currently in the lead? I mean, it's not that we've only got, what, how many here? Eight people on the scoreboard. A few people submitted like some, some sad stories last week. So I said, hey, go back, have another go. Come back with something positive that doesn't make me feel upset. Uh, so... Currently, we have right at the bottom, 
Reese and Mary, who have just had normal lockdowns. Then we had Ethan, the security guard in Australia, who we don't know, we haven't had the update, might have been sleeping around in all the hotels. Uh, mm -hmm. Kate has listened to 139 hours of the WrestleTalk podcast in lockdown. That's good. Finn, they're seeing a therapist and they've got a new job. Yes. Will, he got COVID, but now he's also a WrestleTalk Patreon. That's a mm -hmm. big win. And he had a baby. Less impressive. Uh, Jay got out of a toxic seven-year relationship, found a new girlfriend from his old school, and moved in with his best friend. But right at the top is Seth Amphetamines because he kicked a Class A drug habit. <laughs> Where do you rank yourself in all of this? Oh, no, I'm winning. And, and, and why are you winning? What have, uh, you, what have you done that is on par with kicking a uh, Class A drug addiction? The championship on my shoulder, I'd three say. Times. Three times. The three-time. Three-time, three-time champion. Mm. Um, also, Who's I... Who's the tag champ? I don't play that many video games. Mm -hmm. And Laurie plays a lot of video games. And Laurie completed Hades in 20 attempts. And I completed it in 22. Okay. So I think, I, yeah. I, I mean, do you, want, <laughs> do you need any more? Hey, I mean, do you know what? The, 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 the prosecution rests. We do have some more uh, submissions in for our, our new feature. How are you? How are, how are you? How are you doing? Um, or COVID wars, as Harry has put it. <laughs> uh, saying, Hello, lads. <laughs> I'm doing well. All things like COVID, COVID wars. wars. <laughs> saying, I'm doing well, all things considered. The last week has been a bit S-word with the passing of my granddad. But all in all, lockdown and this year, although craps, at times has had its ups. For starters, I was still able to work during the first lockdown and be part of the amazing key workers that kept this country going. I then got the news that I will be joining the band Fires of Freya, who I attempted uh, for on many or attempt for sorry on many occasions. So I was thrilled to be a part of this amazing band. With the band once uh, sorry, with the band once recording studios back open, we were able to secure a weekend or uh, to record three new singles that will be released in the near future. And finally, this Sunday, the 6th of December, we'll be heading to Darlington as we won a competition called Released from Lockdown, where bands could submit their songs they made during lockdown. We submitted our song, Strangers Times. This sounds more like a plug for your own band here, Harry. This, uh, this sounds like free advertising for your band more than anything. Um, uh, a spot that got us our track recorded professionally for free by someone who's recorded with ELO and David Bowie. Ooh. We're super excited to go down and record, and I may have a follow-up email after I record it, presumably with an MP3 or a Spotify, li uh, Spotify link. I said it again! I, can I can't say Spotify, me. Um, so yeah, lockdown hasn't been the worst. We did have to reschedule our wedding until October 21, but me and the missus thought it was best, uh, and it wasn't going to be the wedding we wanted. Much love, the Geordie bus driver, Harry. I was going to say that sounds like our Geordie bus driver, one of the best Rusev Hayes ever submitted, where he drove a bus full of WWE stars from an airport, like from the airplane to the airport mm. bit on the when you transport people on the tracks. Yeah, Harry, you're in at number five. That is a solid mid-table effort. Key worker in the first lockdown. Joined a band that you... I remember you talking about the band in the past. You're pursuing the dream, man. Well, uh, Abraham thinks that he's won 
lockdown. Like he is, Ooh. he's getting straight for the number one spot. Simply saying, I spent twenty two thousand seven hundred and forty one minutes listening to your podcast. So honestly, I don't think I could win lockdown any what? harder. And he sent the Spotify page many... to prove. How many minutes? 22,741 minutes listening to it. I mean, really, he has 379 hours. I mean, I will say, you know, to play devil's advocate here, Pacino, to play that devil's advocate for a second. Everywhere. There we go. (laughs) He sent us the screen that says, in total, comma, you spent 22,741 minutes listening to podcasts this year. So the Spotify page doesn't say that it was just our podcast. It could be a whole host of podcasts. Could be Us Quiz or Mania, No Rolls Barred, Wrestling Daily, and Cultaholic maybe. But they haven't specified. So there's no proof to show that it was just this podcast in particular. I've got. I've done the maths. That is 379 hours, which equates to 16 days. 16, like, 24-hour days with no sleep. Yeah. I, look, that's a Herculean effort. But, I, yeah, I think there's discrepancies in the data. I'm going to put you beneath Kate. Mm-hmm. Kate, of course, yeah. is in at number six. She had 139 episodes of the WrestleTalk podcast. I believe that. She went back in the archives. Uh, that was Abraham. That was indeed it was. Uh, funny enough, actually. So over the weekend, we were packing, and um, my wife said, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to listen to kind of prep yourself for the following week? Do you want to listen to your to last year's Christmas special that you did, just to sort of remind yourself of the format that you did?" And oh, I was God. like, "Yeah, absolutely, that'd be fine." It, and my wife said to me, because she obviously had to scroll to find it, she was like, "You put out too many podcasts. That's what I'm going to say because it take, took me ages to scroll through to get to just December last year." Um, but all mate. I mean, her feedback was maybe this year, don't be so rowdy and like talk over each other. And I, de- I said, look, it's the most unlistenable podcast we release all year long. Like it's, if any- anyone who listens to it, they know what they're getting into. Everyone's got to have Adam's list <laughs> talking about 10 wrestlers who screwed your dad. This is our <laughs> version of that. This is the thing we do for just us. And the people who are on board love it. Everyone else, they don't have to watch. It's no. far too long. I think I think what oh. we do, because it's like two and a half hours long, anyone who wouldn't like it wouldn't click on it. Mm-hmm. So we, we oh, yeah. automatically sieve out anyone there. Um, when your wife said, don't get rowdy as much, I hope you then press the air horn. <laughs> I just looked at her and went, <laughs> if anything, I'm more rowdy this year, wife. Uh, Adil. Adil, COVID ranking. Hey, Luke and Ollie. First of all, how are you? I am fine. As far as how my lockdown went, I will say that it's going smoothly. I stayed at home most of the time watching movies and show, but things took a turn uh, last month as my dad suffered a heart attack. I was devastated. Wow. He is currently... He is currently recovering now, but I. Uh, but still, it was the worst point of my life and his. Um, thank you for the fine and consistent days. Flew by. Have a nice day. Love from India. I mean, not much happened there. I mean, obviously, there was the awful news, but I'm choosing to ignore anything serious. Uh, what, was, what was their name again? Uh, Adil. A-D-I-L. A-D-I-L. I'm putting a joint last with Mary and Reese. 
Well, let's see if Stu can uh, mm. get into the top uh, echelons here. This was only sent. This email was sent 33 minutes ago. It says Luke slash Fresh. Oi. Uh, he's called it League of Lockdown as well as a uh, like suggestion. Um, he's He writes, it's not a competition, but of course it is. So it got me thinking, what have I achieved this year? In no particular order. I unsubscribed to the WWE Network on Black Wednesday. I now get my pay-per-views through, quote, other means. Mm, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of that, but I am also a fan of that. So current, current, it's current net, net nothing. Club together with three schoolmates to buy another schoolmate an Xbox in the summer. We were worried about his mental health during lockdown and Aww. used this to keep in touch with him and play online games. That is, that is lovely. I won the WrestleTalk Fantasy Football slash Soccer League, which finished <laughs> in the summer, which also had me 770th out of the 7 million players worldwide. Whoa. That's in the top 0.01%. I'm currently 7th in the WrestleTalk League this season, but plotting my route to the top again. I didn't even know we had another one going this season, to be honest. It's probably Andy. Uh, I got my 12-year-old into wrestling. He now wants to watch WWE and AEW every week. And I finally have someone to talk to about how a storyline should be booked. I did have to explain to him who Sting was, though. 12 years old. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. You're starting to get into that formative, like proper formative fan bit. Uh, they, they'll either stick with it. These will be the most passionate wrestling fandom years of their life. And then they'll never come back to it. Or they'll stunt their emotional adult growth like we have and keep watching we can only uh, hope well on Stu's point i turned 40 last month this is really just acknowledging the passing of time uh okay so here's where we may get some potential winning uh phrases mm. even though he's had already some pretty good um stabs at this already i had successful bowel surgery on valentine's day to remove a cancerous tumor Whoa. the cancer having returned from its debut appearance in my liver in 2015 i completed six months of chemotherapy following that surgery which appears to have been successful as my first set of post-treatment scans last month showed no evidence of disease as close as they're ever going to say you're in the clear that's amazing I started a phased return to work from home last week, having been off and pretty much hardcore shielding for most of the year. I created three board games in my spare time. What? I've only been able uh, to home trial run the first two uh, to, due to lockdown, but have polished up the third, a party game, which I'm distributing to some friends to try wider user testing at any appropriate family gatherings over Christmas. I'm hoping to pursue publication next year. And perhaps most importantly, I bought three items of WrestleTalk merchandise. So oh. that's my summary of this year's highlights. Competition aside, a significant feature of my year has been keeping up with the WrestleTalk content to really help provide some structure to my otherwise very monotonous weeks. It's genuinely been a big positive to create some sense of normality in a fairly pants 2020. So thank you to everyone at WrestleTalk for all the efforts you've put in throughout a difficult year uh, to continue to provide consistent content. Thanks again, Stu. Stu. Stu, we've had some excellent submissions. But you, my friend, right now, are the new League of Lockdown leader. And that is 100% down to the three items of WrestleTalk merch you bought yourself. I love it. Love to see it. We've got a new There's champion a currently. There's a wise, wise choice. That is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with the AEW review. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.